Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 323 of the Fully Puzzable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother. Not storyline brother Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, dude? Dude, it's like 86 degrees outside. Really? It's only like 59, 61 over here. Dude, it's already blazing out here. We went from literally cold to hot. No in between. So it was like, okay, we're going to pay PG&E for either the gas heater or the electric AC. One or the other. There's no break on either. You're just going to switch from one and immediately go to the other. Gotta love California, dude. All right, guys, start paying that bill. Yes. So obviously got to have the AC on when it's 86 outside. But aside from that, a new flavor of bang today. Oh, what'd you get? Uh, Shannon found it at the store the other day. It is Raging Raspberry Hibiscus. Okay, and? Very good. Nice. Yeah, Shannon swore by it. And she's like, I've picked you one up. It's amazing. And I had it today. Super good. So a new flavor of Bang. That's awesome. I hope the listeners enjoyed the Scott Hall tribute show last week. I know I did. I know you did. You said that we've got some feedback on that, that people enjoyed it. So hopefully you guys enjoyed it. Thank you for going along on that little trip down memory lane. RIP Scott Hall. We will remember you forever. And we kind of touched on it last week. We were starting to get into the uh, Aquanet Minute. And it was going to be, my pick for last week was going to be the new Ghost album. So I wanted to make sure we didn't gloss over that. If you haven't heard it yet, I'm calling it a masterpiece and giving it a 10 out of 10. It's become one of my favorite albums, not only of Ghosts or of 2022, but ever. Oh, really? That's one of your favorite albums ever? Yes, it is climbing my all-time charts, dude. It is that good. Oh, damn, dude. Nice. There, yeah, there's not a bad song on it. In fact, I'm t- I'm trying to talk Peyton into dancing to one of the songs next year because she wants to do either a lyrical or contemporary solo. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to convince her to dance to one of the songs off the Ghost album. <laughs> and how's that going over? <laughs> well, I thought Shannon was going to be an easier sell. Turns out she's kind of a tough nut to crack when it comes to Peyton's songs. So I'm still working on it. TBD. I actually had an idea for the Aquanet Minute this week. Yeah, you had mentioned that last week. I've been kind of thinking, what what is Jeff up to? Usually it's no good. I started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got into <laughs> one little fight. Mom got scared. Anyway, Scott, what I want you to do is I want you to tell your Alexa, Alexa, play 80s hair metal. And we're going to see what the first song is? Yes. Ooh. Okay, why do I have a feeling that it's going to be something off of Peacemaker? well let's see just give it a shot okay because i've been listening to that playlist a lot okay on shuffle because it's like almost three hours long but uh okay my money's on something from peacemaker but let's see how this goes hey alexa play 80s hair metal 80s hard rock from spotify all right scott tell her to stop 
No. <laughs> Wait for it. Let it play. <laughs> Who doesn't like this song? Let it play. <laughs> Just deal we're, with it. We're gonna get taken off YouTube because of copyright. Oh, Alexa, stop! <laughs> okay. Thank you, I, Alexa. Well, the bad thing is, is you've already talked about Van Halen. I was gonna have you talk about that album. <laughs> oh, about 1984? Whatever song came up, like if it was, let's say it was from Damn Yankees, or let's say if it was from whoever, I was gonna have you talk about that album. But the funny thing is, is that you've already talked about 1984 Van Halen. Oh, I already put it over. Do you want me to do it again and we'll see what happens? Or do you think sure. she'll just pick up where she was at? <laughs> nah, just let's profess our love for it yet again. Um, so 1984 is my favorite Van Halen album, but I'm really starting to enjoy this game. Give me one second. Hey, Alexa, play 80s hair metal. 80s hard rock from Spotify. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> Alexa, stop. So this Alexa, Alexa knows you, dude. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's amazing. That's amazing. That is randomness at its best. Oh my god, that was hilarious. I thought she was going to play like a different song, like maybe she was going to bring out Great White or something. No, she went right back to Jump. So for the record, I often have Van Halen Friday at work. We're like, I'll basically just play Van Halen records all day. Yeah, that's like uh, John Bon Jovi Thursdays. Yes. Yes, exactly. Or Weezer Wednesdays. So yes. it's usually Van Halen Friday at work, which tomorrow most likely will be Van Halen Friday. So I do play a lot of Van Halen on Spotify, and I think that's why she played that back to back. Because like <laughs> almost every Friday is Van Halen. And it's usually 1984 because it's such a good album. The it best is. part is, dude, we're like, what, 10 minutes into the show? We have yet to talk about a wrestling figure. Oh, but it is a wrestling figure podcast. I promise you. <laughs> it's not a Van Halen podcast. Oh, dude, I have some funny news. What's that? In a bit of a spoiler for those that listen to Drunk Wrestling History, <laughs> we got a new sponsor. Oh, who's your sponsor? Would you like to guess who our new sponsor is on Drunk Wrestling History? Who's your sponsor? Take a wild guess, dude. Manscaped. Thank you. Is it really? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you guys are Here's back. the best part. They're going to send us three welcome kits. Yeah, okay. So I'm going to have another shaver. <laughs> and the D&B jokes are going to fly. Oh, of course. Of course. I can't wait. It's going to be so great. So Eddie has written Adam a script. Eddie wrote the script? Yes, and he's going to show it to Adam, but he's not going to give him any clues as to what's it about. Adam just has to read it live. Oh, and where he's just going to watch him bust up because we were starting to put some of it together last night. Dude, uh -huh. I was still laughing today when I was thinking about some of the stuff we put in there. That's hilarious because usually the sponsor will send you a script. That's what we had. It, uh, no, no script. It, oh, okay. it's, it's kind of a script, but you get to dress it up as they let us do. Obviously, right. that product did not make a lot of sense for this particular show. But for a drunk podcast, oh, dude. I had some single guys asking, hey, does the Manscaped thing really work? And I'm like, yeah, it works good, dude. Like, uh, I still use the nose trimmer today. The tweezers work great. You know, I loved Manscaped stuff. Oh, yeah, it's a great product. It really is. It just, it didn't work out for us. It didn't make a lot of sense for this show. But uh, we'll see how it works out on a drunk wrestling history podcast. 
If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or WhatAManeuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. Go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate review on iTunes. You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to Fully Posable, WFP, at gmail.com. Scott, did you get any toys recently? No, and with a specific reason... Because this Saturday, well, when the listeners are listening to this, it would have been yesterday. You, myself, and Big Dave are going to the San Jose, and then in parentheses after that, actually Santa Clara, toy show. And we're getting early admission. So I've saved all my dimes and pennies. And we're going to see what the toy show on Saturday has. Because this is the first time we've been since about three months before COVID broke out. Right. So this is their first basically their first show since COVID and I'm super pumped for it. I can't wait. I'm excited to see what vendors are there, how many vendors are going to be there, what cool stuff they're going to have. But on a side note, just got shipping notification on my retros. Oh, sweet. So you're there to be getting to you pretty soon. Yeah. Tomorrow, Saturday, maybe. And uh, can't wait. And aside from that, Saturday is my mother-in-law's birthday. I think she's going to be 71. So when I get home from um, the toy show, we're going to have sushi. And then Sunday is mine and Shannon's 13th anniversary. But unfortunately, Shannon and Peyton are going to be gone for the entire weekend because Peyton has comp in Reno. So I'm going to celebrate my anniversary watching wrestling and planning my baseball draft strategy. (laughs) That will be Sunday. That will be a fun baseball draft as well. Um, It's funny. I was all excited to go to the toy show until I figured out I was going to WrestleMania. And then I realized that my wallet is going to be hurting. <laughs> so I can't talk you into a, uh, a 12 inch storm Hogan. Well, you might be able to, we'll see, <laughs> but you're only going for like two days. Come on. Well, I know, I know, but you don't understand how many autos I'm getting at WrestleCon. Yeah. It's going to be a vulgar display, dude. Well, plus they just added William Regal and I'm getting the OSFTM completed. Love that. I know, dude. I'm so stoked. And they're still adding names as we go along. Like Adam Cole's name just popped up. Oh, dude. But here's the thing. I'm going to hold off on Adam Cole right now. Unless Red Dragon is also announced. Ah, yeah. So you're going to get that UE3 pack signed? You know it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what is Adam Cole charging out of curiosity? Do you know? Don't know yet. Okay. Yeah. So if they do add Red Dragon... I may be giving you mine to get signed, dude. Oh, come on. I think my suitcase isn't full enough with all those card cases. <laughs> I'll ship it to you. How about that? All right. I'll take that. Um, but here's the crazy thing. So the names keep getting added on. So like William Regal today. And then I started going through the list and I'm like, okay, all right. I need beefcake. I'm going to get the card case signed. Warlord. I've got Warlord and Barbarian. I've got like three items for them to sign. Okay. Two, two card cases. Oh, wait. Hold on. I've got five items. Never mind. Check that. Dude. It's five. I know. It's stupid. <laughs> um, Demolition, I've got four items to sign. But then I was like, oh, there's Arn and Tully. I'm totally good on Arn and Tully. Then I got home from work. And then I walk into the back bedroom. And what is sitting on the back bedroom floor? An NWA tag title that's signed by the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, dude. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, get... you're no longer good on the Brainbusters, dude. 
So Arnatoli got added to my list. So I feel like Jericho, I'm walking around <laughs> with this like list going on. So anyway, what are you going to do with that title belt? Just keep it in the back bedroom. Like I keep everything else. No, no, no. I mean to get it to Dallas. Oh, like tuck it in my luggage. Like wrestlers do, dude. See, that's not when you're going to throw over your shoulder. Like no, that ain't walking no. around exposed. No. Correct. Oh man. That is so awesome. I know, dude. Well, okay, crap. Well, now I'm starting to think out loud. Oh, Powers of Pain were never NWA Tag Champs. Correct. So the people I was thinking about that held those belts, Steiners. Are they going to be there? No. Not yet, anyway. I know. I'm, I'm like, come on, Rick and Scott. Scott, Because you know they're going to be in town, right, for a bronze match. Bronze match? Well, bronze doing oh, the NXT uh, title defense. Y- you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. I apologize. Um. Okay, so I was thinking about it. I've got the Steiners to get on there. Oh, and there's rumors that uh, the Steiners might be going into the hall of fame. Correct. So they'll definitely be in town. Unfortunately, Butch Reed passed away. Yeah. Yeah. That's so dooms out. So dooms out. Bobby Eaton passed away. Yeah. So the midnight express are out because you can't get Lane and Condry. Uh, No, I could get Lane and Cornette, but true. It just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't work. The completionist in you doesn't like that. Correct. Then I started thinking about other tag teams. Did Wyndham ever hold it? Wyndham and Luger, right? Yes, Wyndham and Luger were tag team champions. Because the Brainbusters defeated them for the tag titles when Wyndham swerved. Okay, so Wyndham's not going to be there as of right now. Wyndham's not going to be there, but Luger is. But then you've got a, a signature you're waiting on, and that sucks. Correct. So if Wyndham gets announced, dude, that's one to think about for sure. Oh, dude, have Arnatoli then Wyndham and Luger sign that yeah. thing? Oh, yep. dude. Although that's the thing is like Wyndham and Luger, they were only champs for what, a month or two? Something like that. Because Wyndham swerved on him pretty quick. Yeah, but they were still tag champs though. They still held that title. Okay, but you put the Brain Busters on the tag title. Yeah. You've got the Rock and Roll Express on there. Those are two legendary tag teams. Correct. You don't think that putting Wyndham and Luger on there kind of taints it a little bit? I mean, yes, okay, they were tag champs. But you can't mention them in the same breath as, like, the Rock and Roll Express or Tolling and Arn. You said taint. <laughs> I totally did. <laughs> Speaking of taint, Jackass Forever is on Paramount+. Plus. I know, dude. I'm so stoked. Speaking of the gooch. <laughs> Boy, that made it to Paramount+, Plus pretty quick, huh? Oh, it did. It did, thankfully. That's great. But back to the tag team conversation. So... Then I start thinking, do I just get Ron Simmons to sign it? No. And not have butchery. I, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how I'm going to do this, but I wanted to get whoever held those tag titles to sign it if they're still able to complete it. So, so even if it's a single name out of a tag team. That's what I was considering. But I don't know, dude. I just may try to keep it both guys who held that. So I've got to go Wyndham and Luger, and I've got to go the Steiner brothers. Yeah, the Steiners would definitely be a name to add to it for sure. I would go out of my way to get the Steiners to sign that title. Yeah. And then if you decide to go single, yeah, Luger would be great. Ron Simmons would be great. I would have Jim Cornette absolutely sign it. Stan Lane, Dennis Condry. I would absolutely. And you know what? Even if you don't get Condry or Lane, having Cornette's signature on that title would be amazing. You know what, though? Condry never held that style of title, did he? No, he did not. Okay, so Condry can't sign that. Well, yeah, for that specific belt, Condry would be out. If you're getting specific. Yeah, it would just have to be Lane. 
Correct, yeah. But even without Lane, Cornette signature on that belt, that would be my exception. J.J. Dillon, too, should sign that belt. Uh, good call. The manager of NWA champions, dude. I don't know, man. I'm definitely taking the belt. Are Michael Hayes and Jimmy Garvin going to be there? No. Okay. They don't do signings. They did one signing at an access in Orlando, and that was it. And you saw them. I did, dude, but I didn't have the Freebirds 2-pack, Galoop 2-pack to get signed. Man, that'd be so pretty, too, with that nice big window on the front. Yep. Big old paint pen signatures. That'd be sweet. I know. I know, man. So I'm going to be coming home with a bunch of card cases signed. That's nice. For, that's for sure. So how is uh, that going to work? Because you're flying in Sunday morning early to make the 1230 draft. Are you going home first, dropping everything off, and then just coming out to Tracy? Basically. Damn. You're going to have a hell of busy. Because you still want to watch WrestleMania that day, right? Correct. You're going to have to catch a nap, dude. Somewhere, somehow, or just live off of energy drinks that day. <laughs> well, if I can make a recommendation, Raging Raspberry Hibiscus from Bang, incredible. <sighs> I thought you were going to say manscaped.com. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Not on this show. So anyways, my list will be finalized next week, and hopefully I'll have an update. But anyways, it's... Nice. So you're going to be dropping some coin to round back to that conversation about the money you're dropping at the toy show. Oh, dude, don't remind me. Yeah. So is there anything specific you're looking at the toy show this weekend? No, I just like to walk around, see what wrestling stuff they have. Maybe yeah. I'm not looking at any other toy lines. At least I'm not trying to. There's okay. gonna, there's always going to be that one thing that just pops you like, oh, crap. And then you're going to ask about the price or, you know, stuff like that. It always happens. Of course. Of course. Like maybe a San Diego Comic-Con thing that you might have missed out on. Like that Snake Eyes exclusive when they first came out or that Zartan that yep. you missed out on. You'll see something like that laying around. Somebody will have it for like 70 bucks and you're like, well, I wasn't going to spend 70 bucks today, but here I am. <laughs> here we go again, Bob. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh man. So yeah. Anyways, uh, looking forward to WrestleCon, looking forward to just getting away. That's going to be fun. So yeah. Are you anyway. meeting up with any other names aside from what you announced last week? Yeah. Soda Hunter. Nice. Steve from PPW, Rucker. I'm hoping Breaker can make it. Um, I don't know if you remember this, but back in New Orleans, we were standing in line to meet, was it Trish and Lita or was it just Trish? No, it was Trish and Lita. Uh, in NOLA at WrestleCon, right? Right. Yeah, it was Trish and Lita. So I don't know if you remember this, but there was a guy standing behind us. His name was Sergio. I don't remember this, but my memory is horrible. I'm very old. (laughs) And plus it was New Orleans and you were quite intoxicated. (laughs) For a lot of that trip. Yes. Yes. So... Anyways, I was the one that recommended him uh, paint pens, and that's what he gets his, uh, he gets picture signed, 8x10s that he's taken with wrestlers. Okay. And he uses those paint pens. So anyways, I'm meeting up with him. He's staying at the WrestleCon Hotel. Him and I talked about uh, meeting up. So oh, any, cool. As of right now, that's, those are the early, early names. I'll see who else is going to be there. So if you guys are going to be at WrestleCon, there's no meetup this year. I can't do it on my own. Uh, Celeste has always kind of been my backbone and she's not going to be there. Any ladies want to meet up too? I'm always available. Uh, what? Wait, what? What? What did I say? Wow. What? All right. Yeah. It's going to be a party in whatever room I'm in. <laughs> All right. Hook up mania. Yeah. I'm going to put Motley Crue to shame. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Just What, kidding. are you going to kill two members of Hanoi Rocks? Oh, oh, oh dude, wait, too soon? Too, too soon, Scott. Too soon? Okay, oh. I'm sorry. Hey, when you see Soda Hunter, you got to hit him with a, where's the rest of you? <laughs> where's the rest of you? <laughs> Man, that guy lost some weight. Looks great. 
Yeah, he does. And he got a new haircut, too. I think it's the haircut. I don't think he lost weight. I think it's just the haircut. Styling and profiling. Hell yeah, dude. All right. Going to do my quick Raw review or 1993 review of what I've been watching. As I said last week, I kind of pumped the brakes a little bit. Uh, Scott, I don't know if you remember this, but I said I noticed that the tag belts look different. Well, Money, Inc. had them, and I didn't realize how long Money, Inc. had them from late 92, and so far I'm in 90, June of 93. Yeah. And they still have the tag belts, so they haven't dropped them to yeah. the Steiners yet. Okay, yeah, so, and then they took them back from the Steiners, if I'm not mistaken. Correct, and if anybody remembers this or can link me to this, there was an awesome, awesome cage match between the mm-hmm. Steiners and Money, Inc., and I want to yep. say it was on one of those random... I guess go home shows to a pay-per-view or something, but it was the Steiners and money Inc in a cage. And it was one of the best cage matches I've ever seen. And I've only found it one time like seven or eight years ago. And I haven't been able to find it since. Was it as good as the midnight rockers versus Rose and summers in a cage? It's definitely up there, but I wouldn't say not as good as that. Okay. Gotcha. Cause that's the best cage match I've ever seen for tag teams. But so, now I really want to see that Steiners match again. So if anybody has, maybe I'm thinking it was great and I'm going to watch it again and it's going to be bad. So kind of like, <laughs> so kind of like eighties cartoons, you know? Right, right. Like mask. Oh God. Oh, does not hold up. Does not hold up. <laughs> uh, anyways, I was talking about the tag titles a couple of weeks ago and I said that they look different. Well, I asked ring skirts about him. He says, I'm not sure about your question on the tag belts. I think for the most part, they're run the world lettering was in red, but for a period in the 90s, they had a set where the lettering was in black. I think this was used by Natural Disasters and Money, Inc. So the world text at that time, so the world inside the blue circle yeah. of, the, of the world. So the world text at that time was in black, not blue. Interesting. T- I don't remember that. Oh, dude, go back and watch it. You sh- I'm telling you, you should watch this with me. It does tend to make the blue globe stick out more. I see reference photos where the Steiner brothers had the red text backing. Man, you're talking about the Steiner brothers, man. Come on, Mattel. I know, dude. I know. Come on. Well, if they are available to us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ring skirts did add fun fact. The black logo tag belt is pretty much what was used for the video distorted flare real world's championship. Only the tag team text was covered up. Okay. Got it. Yeah. So anyways, that was kind of a little side piece. Side piece. Wow. Look at you. I'm thinking of Dallas already. No, uh, that was kind of like a side thing. So anyways, let me go back to what I was watching. All right. So one, two, three kid has shown up and he started off as the kamikaze kid and he lost a doink. Okay. The The following week, he was the cannonball kid and lost to Mr. Hughes. Boy, they were just throwing crap against the wall to see what stuck, huh? Well, the funny part was, is Savage and Vince McMahon were even joking about how they his name kept changing. Oh, okay. So it was done intentionally then. I guess so. Well, then he, when he beat Razor, he was called The Kid. So Monday Night Raw after WrestleMania 9, there was a Bam Bam versus Virgil match and fans were chanting Virgil sucks. So they were already <laughs> predicting the future. <laughs> Guess what, guys? 30 years later, you were totally right. (laughs) I put down, I wish Money, Inc. had special music. And actually, it was funny. I was listening to Chick Foley's show this week. And they were talking about how tag teams today, they need special music. Agree. I wish Money, Inc. had special music at that time. Like, 
John Johnstone just put together something for them. Because it was just DiBiase's music. Correct. It was just that that laugh and then the money, money, money. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they could have mixed it up. Like, keep DiBiase's laugh because that was so iconic. Right, But, like, right. give it a new riff or something, you know? I put down Scott Taylor just jobbed to Papa Shango. Scott Taylor became Scotty Too Hotty, obviously. Yep. I said, God damn it, Friar Ferguson just showed up. What is the point of this dude? <laughs> and then I put, is Friar Ferguson that dude from The Office? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> give that man a pot of chili. <laughs> so Friar Ferguson was only there for I I'm guessing two weeks. Well, so far only two weeks. So I was like, what's the point? What's the point of this dude? Well, you know what? Thirty years later, we still don't know the point of him. I know. I said Rob Bartlett is gone. Thank God, he was terrible. Yeah, he was pretty bad. I don't know who was worse, him or Mike Adamley. Uh, Rob Bartlett, dude, he was terrible. Okay. Why didn't people get rematches from WrestleMania Nine? So Tatanka never got a rematch against Sean. Doink and Crush kind of continued their feud a little bit, but it never really escalated to anything. Yeah, when Crush lost that match, I was like, okay, maybe they don't have big plans for Crush. (laughs) I know, the writing was on the wall right there. Totally, yeah. Brett didn't face Yoko for a long time, except on house shows. Interesting. (sighs) Okay, because Hogan was running around with the title for a few months. I wonder if they gave Brett any wins over Yoko. I don't know, dude. Maybe Yoko on... wasn't champ. Obviously, that would have been a safe pin for Brett to, uh, to get. Right, right. I did put um, smoking guns are doing their vignettes right now, and I'll get to them later. But they're doing their vignettes, and their vignettes were so lame. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, dude! How did anybody like these? How did they even get figures? So was it clear they were supposed to be faces? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. Gotcha. I put down Sean Mooney is officially gone and Gene Okerlund has taken over the face-to-face section. And if you guys listened to the show last week, I put Razor doing a face-to-face with Bret Hart. And I just happened to find that. And it just made me laugh because Razor was telling Gene to shut up in it. (laughs) Just made me laugh so hard. Love it. So if you guys are hockey fans, you may understand this. I put when Crush would do his signature move, he would kind of set it up like he would start doing the crush thing to the crowd to get him hyped up for the skull crush. And I said, that's cooler than when the sharks go on the power play and people do the shark chomp. I would agree with that. I'm a sharks fan and I hate that. (laughs) I said, who the hell is Bonnie Blackstone? Who is Bonnie Blackstone? Great question. She interviewed Lex Luger on one episode of superstars. And then that was it. I know who Mr. Brownstone is, but I have no idea who Bonnie Blackstone is. I like what you did there. Thank you. I put down, did Hogan ever defend the title between Mania and King of the Ring? This is a good question. I don't know that he did. I'm sure at house shows. But there was no pay-per-view in between WrestleMania and King of the Ring. So maybe just at house shows? Well, he was also off filming, uh, was it Thunder in Paradise or something? No, that was WCW. Oh, okay. Well, he was off filming a movie or something like that. Hmm. So uh, to my knowledge, he hasn't defended the title on Superstars or Raw. I don't think he had a televised defense because there was no Saturday Night's Main event that I can recall in that time frame because it was only like three months, right? Maybe two? Uh, From April, was it April 4th where WrestleMania 9 was? To... Until like towards the end of June. Yeah, middle towards end of June. Yeah, so two and a half months. I don't think he had a televised uh, title defense. He was pulling the Brock Lesnar schedule before Brock Lesnar. Completely, yeah. Um, 
I just got to the match where Marty and Sean fought for the IC belt on Raw, and I put Sean and Marty need to fight forever. <laughs> because their match that night was awesome, dude. Go back and watch it, dude. It was so good. Is that the one where Marty jumped out of the crowd? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The May 17th Monday Night Raw was the best Raw yet that I've watched because Razor lost to Kid. Sean and Marty had a match that was just stellar. The show was just top to bottom fantastic. Hmm. Okay. And also I put Manhattan Center was full sale before full sale. <laughs> because of the small crowd size, you mean? Yeah. And you yeah. know what? The, and the crowd was always hot, dude. Yeah. Well, do you remember when they did that? Uh, what was it? The raw anniversary or whatever. And they actually did it at the Manhattan Center. Yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. And that crowd was hot for that too. That was a tough ticket to get. Actually, I'm enjoying the Monday Night Raws right now, and I'm I'm still watching Superstars, but I'm really enjoying the Monday Night Raws way more. <laughs> so Raw of 93 is way better than Raw of 2022? <laughs> oh, dude, a thousand times better. It's so amazing how a one-hour show is better than three hours. That is pretty crazy. Well, I guess they had to try to stuff more into it. When you've got three hours, it's kind of you're looking for filler. Right. If you guys go back and watch that May 17th, 1993 Monday Night Raw where 123 Kid or The Kid beat Razor and Marty beat Sean that show from top to bottom was just a fun 45 minute watch and I recommend anybody to go watch that that was so far been my favorite Monday Night Raw that I've watched so far there you go listeners you have your marching orders yes march to it now all right so you don't remember much of 1993 do you no no (laughs) <laughs> definitely not i was working and and playing video games well we would also watch monday night raw well and also watching wrestling that's a given but working but it's a lot of fun so far dude um the luger and bret hart thing went absolutely nowhere so luger knocked bret out at wrestlemania 9 and then they did a quick little tease bret came out and he cut a small little promo on monday night raw about luger and it's gone nowhere dude oh it's it was so stupid like it was the dumbest thing. Like, what was the point of that? Brett didn't even sell Luger attacking him at the brunch for WrestleMania nine. They cut like maybe one promo on each other. And then that was it. Brett's like Luger's never drawn a dime. I'm not working with that guy. He probably crapped on Luger. Like he did on Scott hall. When, uh, we were at WrestleCon. Wait, what am I forgetting? Oh, when I was at WrestleCon back at 2019, remember I had that Mount Rushmore picture. Oh dude, that's right. And Brett looked at it and he goes, Razor, what's Razor doing on this Mount Rushmore? I could think of like 80 other different wrestlers that deserves to be on here over Razor. Ouch. Yeah. Ouch. I'm going to take it that he was kidding. Uh, no. (laughs) Brett Hart doesn't smile or joke. No, James, (laughs) James Frank was sitting there laughing and holding his camera because James ran around with a camera and he was sitting there laughing over it. And he's, <laughs> he's looking at me like, should I still record this? I was like, dude, this is gold. <laughs> yeah, really? Wow. Yeah. All right. That's my wrestling talk for this week. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Scott, we got a little bit of news. What do you say we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you going to learn today. Scott, in the news, WWE, they showed off a bunch of stuff in Texas last weekend. Bill McKenna was out there showing off some new stuff. And basically, we've gone over almost everything that we saw. 
One of the things we did see was Edge Elite 94 in all white. Great looking figure. I love the face on it. Excellent, excellent figure. Yeah, very, very cool looking figure. I believe that was his look from last year's WrestleMania when he was in the triple threat with Roman and Brian Danielson. I guess we have to call him now. That was from his triple threat match at WrestleMania last year. Great looking figure. They did a great job on him. The other one that I got just popped for, the Superstars line, Papa Shango. Black jacket, vest cape thing that he would wear to the ring, top hat, and necklace. I saw a picture of that one, and I didn't know if it was legit. I thought somebody did a custom. And I immediately texted you like, dude, is this thing legit? And you're like, yeah, Mattel showed off pictures today. I immediately jumped over, started looking at pictures. Yeah, that's a great looking figure too. Dude, the, the Superstars line is just amazing, man. I'm oh, they're killing it. Oh, God, it's so good. And I've seen people put out um, memes about how they like these figures better than retros. And I'm like, okay, let's not start that feud. Let's just enjoy both. How about that? Yeah, there's no reason to have to choose, man. It's buy what you like. Yeah, exactly. Let's move over to Chella Toys. Scott in a shocker. Macho Man Bone Crunching figure. Very interesting. Very interesting because that's really, really close to the Mattel scale. But it's a bone cruncher. So I guess because it's different in terms of the action or mechanism, they can do it. I I always thought it was a scale thing. I could be wrong, but I, I thought that was a conversation we had with uh, Christy Petrillo was you could do it if it's in a different scale. But I mean, what a get for Chella, dude. Macho Man, that's a huge name. That is huge. And I'm glad they put him in the bone cruncher crunching action instead of a retro. Cause he's already had a couple of retros. Yes, for sure. Mul- multiple Hasbros, but we never had a bone cruncher. Nope. We never did. love the face on it. It looks great. Um, this is one of those, like I love macho man, but man, that bro- bone crunching price tag, you know, can I, do it. You know, I'm spending a shit ton of money over in WrestleCon. Money's getting tight. How about that? Well, sure. And Chella has so much other good stuff too, that you're having to budget even with their line. Yes. Yeah. Also their retro Andre, the giant in yellow. Pretty sweet. Basically what super seven did in the ultimate size, Chella's going to do in a Hasbro size. And based off the renderings, it's very cool. This is Andre basically from WrestleMania 2 in the Battle Royal. And I love the look of that Andre. So that is Cello Toys' latest offerings. You guys can always see these when I tweet out the pictures for when I drop the show. Scott, moving over to Powertown. Quick little note, Dr. David Schultz was signed. I do want to point out, John Stossel has not been signed. (laughs) You also want to point out, Dr. David Schultz, as far as we know, does not have slapping action. <laughs> That's an open hand slap, son. It'd be cool if there was a caption bubble that said, oh, you think it's fake now? <laughs> Love it. So Dr. D's first ever figure just missed out on getting an LJN made. Correct. Because right? he was just gone when they they started to pump these things out and really kind of have their heyday. Unfortunately, Dr. D was already gone. Great to see him finally getting a figure. So, Scott, that is it for the news. Scott, it's time to head into WWE Elite Series 48. Are you ready? Let's take a trip down memory lane. We're going back in time for nostalgia. We're going back in time, time, time. For 
Before we get into WWE Elite Series 48, we want you guys to head on over to WrestlingFigureDatabase.com and want you to check out the WWE Elite main line. Head on over to Elite Series 48 and follow along as Scott reads off this list so you can see the figures that Scott is talking about. So, WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Scott, what you got for WWE Elite Series 48? Yes, sir. Mattel, WWE Elite Series 48 consisted of the Boogeyman. Oh, that's it? Let me turn my page, Mr. Oh. Patient. Oh, oh, I thought that was it. I was like, all right, well, we'll talk about the Boogeyman figure. <laughs> all right, who's your favorite figure from the set? <laughs> and Boogeyman was packaged with a clock accessory. As you put it, Jeff, a walking stick accessory. Yep, walking stick. Walking stick, that's it. And the, I called it neck fur. Because I don't know exactly what that is. It was that fur that he had around his neck. Like a, a necklace that had fur coming off of it. Yeah, neck fur. Neck fur. So a walking stick and neck fur. That's like Benifer. Next up, Cactus Jack. He came with a red flannel vest and a do not enter sign. Next up, Dean Ambrose. Dean came in his blue jeans and black tank top. And a cloth DA shirt. He was also packaged with a microphone and a fire extinguisher. The DA on the DA shirt matches his autograph. Crappy autograph, I might add. Next up, Dolph Ziggler. He was in black tights with white dots on them and white boots. And he had a vest accessory that matched the tights. And Eric Rowan, who Jeff eerily looks like Jason Wolf. Oh, yeah. It's like the Spider-Man memes pointing at each other. Yes. I looked at this figure and I'm like, that's Jason Wolf. It's got like the big red beard. It's like, it's a spitting image. Eric Rowan was in his black gear, which would have been the the one piece jail suit, I guess, almost. And he came with two sheet masks. Oh, that's it? <laughs> Will you stop? Just kidding. Just kidding. And last but certainly not least, we have Kalisto. And he was in his black and green gear and came with, as you put it, Jeff, a launching pad that he would use to jump into the ring with. And Jeff, that rounds out Mattel Elite Series 48. Yeah, he came with Launchpad, the Launchpad McDuck. Remember from the <laughs> DuckTales show? Nice callback. Thank you. Very That's good. what the show is. It's just all retro, so I had to pull, the, pull that one in there. <laughs> well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right, Scott, favorite figure in the series? Ooh, man. I got to go Boogeyman. I love that Boogeyman figure. They just captured him so well. The neck fur, the walking stick, the clock. They had all of his signature accessories. The face was a great sculpt. I'm going Boogeyman. I got to agree. I know a lot of people love the Cactus Jack figure, and rightfully so. I mean, a lot of people love Mick Foley. Just absolutely adore him. And you know what? I can't argue with you. That's a good-looking figure. But what they did with the Boogeyman figure with the clock, you know, having to tool the clock, Bill had to go in and do all the tooling for that. Just absolutely awesome. So I'm going to agree with you, a boogeyman figure. There you go. Second would definitely be Cactus Jack. That is a badass figure, but I just, I got to go boogeyman. I agree with you. That'd be cool if they made a launch pad McDuck elite. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why not? Didn't they already make DuckTales figures? Uh, I think so. Go back and get that one instead. Okay, all right. Did they make him in that series? Uh, I believe. Yeah, he was a big name. I would swear that they made him. There has to be one. Didn't all TV right. Toycast do a show on the DuckTales figures? Um, I thought they did Darkwing Duck. Oh, it was Darkwing. Yes, you're right. 
There has to be a launch pad. But you know what? I bet we get a launch pad in the Elite Series before we get a Midnight Express. <laughs> well, we're getting a Midnight Express from FTC. Yes, that is true. That is that Okay, is- so let me redo that. Then Steiner Brothers. How about that? Okay. I'll, yeah, I can go with that. Yeah. that yeah. That's your challenge. The gauntlet has been thrown down, Mattel. Prove me wrong. <laughs> yes. Let's go over the eBay listings. Boogeyman last sold eBay listing March 16th for $39.98, which was a buy it now. Cactus Jack with the red flannel vest last sold eBay listing February 9th for $57 on 16 bid. It's a lot of activity on that figure. Must have started low. Dean Ambrose with the DA shirt and the mic last sold eBay listing January 21st for $19.50 on 8 bids. Dolph Ziggler with the vest last sold eBay listing March 16th for $64.99 on 1 bid. Whoa, what? I got nothing, dude. Man, guy wins an NXT title. Suddenly his figures go through the roof. The only thing I could think of is that it's a different head sculpt. Okay, that makes sense. That's the only thing that I could think of is that it's a different head sculpt. Because if I'm not mistaken, I doing the quick Rolodex in my head, and you guys can call me out on this if there was, I don't think they did that one after in the Elite line, did they? Not that I can recall, no. But so I- many Dolph figures, like that's the face scan you're after? I don't know, man. That's an awful lot of money to pay for a doll figure when there's so many to choose from. I know, I know. Eric Rowan with the two sheep mask. Last old eBay listing February 6th for $59 even, for, which was a buy it now. Well, he showed up in AEW, so people want to have them go or have the Eric Rowan go with their AEW figures. And he's going to be at WrestleCon too. There you go. People buying up the figures to get signed. I do like on the Dolph Ziggler, I meant to say, how he looks very 80-ish. Like a hairband? True. Yes, that's very true. Like, he looks like he could sing for Steel Panther. Exactly, exactly. And Kalisto with the launch pad McDuck figure. <laughs> last sold eBay listing January 17 for $50, which was a buy it now. It's crazy, dude. I don't understand the absurd prices on all these. Especially considering how often we saw them. Exactly, dude. Like, we were walking around Walmarts over and over, and we would see tons of Zigglers, tons of Rowans, tons of Kalistos. We're literally so, stepping over these figures in the aisles to get to newer stuff. Right. So Crazy. I've got nothing on this one, dude. I, I'm at a loss. There are some people that might be able to explain the high prices on these. I don't, because COVID's over, apparently, so I got nothing. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I can't explain that one, especially the Dolph. That is super confusing. Scott, that rounds out WWE Elite Series 48. What you say we head into the listener segment? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen to the listeners. First listener comes in from Ring Skirts. He's given us another trivia. Scott, I'm ready. Are you it's ready? On. Let's do this. Good evening, Jeff and Scott. Ring Skirts here coming from the Wrestle Cave. With part four of the trivia challenge, I'm going to go back to Hasbro this time. You guys did a great job getting every single one last time. Very impressed. This one might be a little more difficult. It was even difficult for me to point out as I was looking at my figures. We're going to look at the Hasbro line, and I want you guys to name all of the Hasbro figures... Of course, repaints aren't counting. All of the Hasbro figures that have 
tattoos. Keep in mind, I'm not saying all of the wrestlers that have tattoos, they have to be visible on the figure. One thing that I learned is there are an awful lot of Hasbro figures that are missing tattoos. I count five Hasbro figures that come with tattoos. Can you guys name the five Hasbro figures that have tattoos? Good luck, guys. So what I want you guys to do is I want you guys to pause the show if you want to and then answer Nate's question and come back and see if you guys got all these answers. All right, Scott, what felt like forever, and after this is edited down, it just sound like it was like right off the top of our head, so I'm going to make us sound really good and smart. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that one the, was hell hard. So that's that's the biggest curveball that Nate has thrown us. The magic of editing. Yes, thank you, editing. So I had three of five. And I had four or five, and when I tell you who the fifth one is, you're going to be pissed at yourself. I'll retire from uh, wrestling figure podcasting. Eh, until next week. <laughs> yes, exactly. I'll take a week off. How about that? All right, so I will go over my four. You go over your three. Well, I'll go with my three first, because you've got a name to add to it. Okay, go for it. So right off the bat, I had them like boom, 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 boom. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Papa Shango. And HBK, let's get silly and say black tights, HBK. Then oh. I had down, huh? Oh. <laughs> okay, so Bam Bam Bigelow was the only one that wasn't on my list. Oh. So I have two more names to add to it. So Bigelow wasn't on my list because we didn't talk about our list. We were trying to, we were trying to, you know, sword fight and, yes. duel, and duel it out, you know? Exactly. So I've got two more names to add to that list. Okay, go. Earthquake. Oh, I forgot about Earthquake. Okay. And Repo Man. Oh, interesting. They would put it on Repo Man, but not Smash. Correct. Okay, so I am... Okay, so I should be the one retiring from Wrestling Figure Podcast because I forgot all about Bam Bam. Didn't I... Didn't I say Red Card Series when we were, like, racking our brains? Yeah, dude. I was so focused on how Undertaker didn't have any tattoos... That I just totally skimmed over. I was like, oh, Luger didn't, Yoko didn't, Brett didn't, Undertaker, I can't believe didn't. And I just skimmed past Bam Bam. Okay, so my original five I had on my list were Bam Bam, Papa Shango, HBK, and I just put down black tights. And then I had for number four and five, Smash and Rick Rude. So then, you know, you've got to go the Google machine to make sure that those names did have tattoos. And I only had three of five. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. I'm start racking my brain. Okay, Rick Steiner. Nope. Ludwig Borga. Nope. Undertaker. Nope. Animal. No. Hawk. No. Nasty Boys. No. And I'm like, okay, what the hell? Okay, so Hawk didn't have any tattoos. Animal did. Yes. Animal had the one like... Left arm. On one of his arms. But like up like around his shoulder area. Yep. So I had Papa Shango, Earthquake, Shawn Michaels, Repo Man. I had to verify Repo Man and Earthquake right off the bat. But I forgot all about Bam Bam. That's hilarious, actually. Because that was like immediately when I was hearing the question, I wrote down Bam Bam immediately. (laughs) Okay. You complete me. (laughs) The magic of editing. Yeah, right. No, but I will say that I had, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, nine names that I threw down and none of them had tattoos. And I was like, I give up. I have three of five. (laughs) 
Yeah, because I had a bushwhacker on there too. Because I think it was Butch that had the tattoo. Yes. And so I was like, okay, bushwhacker Butch. And then I was like, wait, did his figure have a tattoo? And I had to verify and I was wrong. This is why you got to give it up to Mattel, man. They get those tattoos spot on. Yeah, so does uh, Boss Fight Studios with their Penta and Phoenix. They did some great work on their tattoos. Yes, FTC does all the tattoos well, too. Yes, yes. All right, Nate, thank you for the extensive long break that we took trying to figure that answer out or answers. I barely got half. (laughs) (laughs) I can't believe I forgot Bam Bam. That's why I threw down my phone. I was like, I'm out of here. That's I guess we should have shared names beforehand because that was number one on mine and it would have finished your list. Yeah, that's true. Nate, thank you again. I look forward to Galoob's next, Remco's. I'm looking forward to other lines too. Or actually, you know what? Let's go back to LJNs. I love LJNs. Bring it. (laughs) Thank you again, Nate. Scott, next question comes from Justin Summers. Hey, yo. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my bi-weekly question unless I'm given a week off. So if I would have sent something in last week, it probably would have been about Scott Hall. So I'm going to take the time and do that now. Scott Hall was one of my first favorite professional wrestlers. Of course, at that time, Razor Ramon. For me, professional wrestling was always on in my house. It was just, I hit an age where I started to understand it. I was started to be able to follow certain storylines and and actually get into it. I remember clicking with Razor Ramon. And I think technically he was a heel at the time. Somewhere in 1992, 1993. By the summer of 1993, I was really starting to be able to follow storylines. And at this time, I'm seven. And around this time, Razor turned face, so it made sense that I liked him. One of the first Hasbros I got was the Purple Vest Razor, which is currently the only Razor I have. Not the one I had from my childhood. I don't have any Hasbros from my childhood, but one that I was able to pick up at a decent price a few years back was the purple one. And the only reason why I say one of the first, and I probably explained it on the show before, the first four Hasbros I got were in store. And I don't think they were the same day. And I don't remember which one was the first. It was Purple Razor, Regular Undertaker, Punching Hogan, and I think Pink Heart, Bret Hart maybe? Whatever one's the most common one. I didn't have anything crazy rare. And then in 1994, when I went to my first live show, the WrestleMania 10 Revenge Tour, number one, I was definitely there to see Razor. And some of the merch that I got that night was the Razor Ramon Razor necklace and a foam IC title, which at the time on TV, he was champion. But Diesel actually came out with a title, which I remember confused me. Then obviously, you know, so many weeks later, it actually happened on TV. And there was just that thing of him being one of my favorites. And, you know, over time, I liked more and had a lot of fond memories of, you know, Shawn Michaels and Diesel and... Bret Hart, all the just so many of my favorites from that era. But part of it kicked off with Razor. And he's came to AIW twice. The first time was in 2015. The second time was in 2020. The last show AIW did before the pandemic. 
kind of regretting that I didn't get a figure signed at either of them. And I by, by 2020, I was collecting, so I sh- should have. But at least when I met him in, in 2015, I did get an 8x10 signed. I have a you know stack of those from throughout the years, but got that, got a picture with him, and I got to tell him a little bit of what I said in here, that he was my first favorite or one of my first favorites, like him and Crush, I remember being a guy that I gravitated towards, Kona Crush, and, you know, among others. For me, this wasn't one of the ones that, like, hurt the most, but it it, uh, it hit me, you know, decently. Since you guys shared a lot about your love and everything of Scott Hall, Razor Ramon, I, I figured I'd do the same thing here. But on to a question, and it's it's a topic that came up on my Twitter feed because of a radio show that I listened to in the mornings, and they did talk about Scott Hall being on Life Support that Monday. And the host, not necessarily a wrestling fan, but he knows he has wrestling fans out in the audience. Like I, you know, tweet back and forth with him a lot, and he wanted to know, like, you know, was Razor Ramon Scott Hall on the Mount Rushmore of heels? I said no. I think there are a lot better that I would put on a Mount Rushmore of heels. And another listener came back with this one. So I'm going to ask you to form your own. So the question would be, would be Scott Hall on this? And is Scott Hall on the Mount Rushmore of wrestlers that didn't win world titles? Do with that what you will, putting your own parameters, what counts, what doesn't count for me. Owen Hart's one of the big ones, Roddy Piper, Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, and then I'd go Jake Roberts. I think you could easily put Scott Hall in there, and I think for me, he's just outside of that list. But what about you guys? Who is on your Mount Rushmore of wrestlers who never won a world title? Thank you for what you guys do. You guys are awesome. And I'll take my answer off the air. And one more for the bad guy. Okay, Scott, Justin, great question this week. That's actually a fun one. Mount Rushmore of guys that never won the title. There are guys that I think should be on there, but like, for example, I love Barry Windham. I thought you were going to say Barry Horowitz for a second. Definitely should be on that Mount Rushmore. He's actually on my Mount Rushmore. <laughs> Barry Windham missed the cut, I, but Barry Horowitz is on there, definitely. The Mount Rushmore of jobbers. Oh, Barry dude. Horowitz is face number one. <laughs> Next to David Wolf or Daryl. Is it something Wolf? I remember him. Dale Wolf. I, Dale Wolf. Iron Mike Sharp is definitely on there in LA Gore. Italian Stallion. Oh, good call. Italian Stallion. He jobbed on both Superstars and NWA. Rocky King. <gasps> no, because Rocky King won some matches, didn't he? No. <laughs> no. Well, I thought he turned heel. That poor heel. guy was getting clotheslined out of his boots every week. I thought he turned heel and... Did he? I'll have to go back. I thought he turned heel and won some matches. I don't remember that at all. I just remember him getting the crap beat out of him, but I loved the guy. Because <laughs> he always looked good doing it. But, Justin, thank you for the question. Look, if, if somebody wants to send in a Scott Hall question every other week, I'm 100% okay with that. I said it last week, Scott Hall's going to live forever. We've always got the network. We've got those great memories of growing up watching him. He's going to live forever. Send us a question every other week. And that'd be fantastic. A Scott Hall, a different one, repeat one. I don't care. If you want to send us Scott Hall questions, do it. Do it. Do it. All right, Scott. 
the Mount Rushmore of people that never won a heavyweight title. Now, Mr. Perfect was going to make my list, but he was AWA heavyweight champion. I see. Yeah, he also won the IC title. Yes, you're correct. I see. <laughs> well done. That was good. That was pretty quick, actually. Thank you. That's all improv. That's all improv. So do you count? Okay, because Bam Bam Bigelow would be on mine, but he won the ECW heavyweight title. So I guess that discounts him if you're counting the AWA. Correct. Okay. Okay. To me, if they won a heavyweight title in another established promotion. Okay. Then they cannot be on this list, at least in my eyes. So to me, AWA was established. WCW, NWA also. Um, Mid-South teeters on that established, not established. Same with world-class. Well, it's UWF. Yeah, I know, but... Technically, very technically. Yeah, so to me, it's like ECW, AWA, WCW, NWA. Okay, so that's where you're drawing the line. Correct. And so those are my guys that won titles in those promotions that cannot be on my list. So I will say Jake Roberts. Okay. Scott Hall's definitely on mine. In fact, we talked about it last week. Yes, that he was so cool, really, and was able to make such a name for him that he didn't need that belt. It wasn't necessary, either as Razor Ramon or Scott Hall, or even in the AWA, Big Scott Hall. You know, decorated with tag team champion championships, IC championships, you name it. Scott Hall's definitely on my Mount Rushmore for that. I would say... Okay, yeah, Jake's a great name. I'm going to agree with Justin for Owen Hart. I went a little bit different and it's just because I loved his matches and I always felt he could have been more if he didn't screw up. And instead of putting Owen on there, and I know I'm going to get ridiculed for this, I put British Bulldog. That's not a bad choice at all. So I always love Bulldog matches, whether he was in a tag team, whether he was in singles runs. I loved bulldog matches. And a lot of people were like, Oh, he was big, you know, just did big man. No, he did so many other things, especially in his matches with the dynamite kid as the British bulldogs. He did more than just be a big man and do power moves. He did power moves and also flew around that ring. I mean, his matches with Brett were fantastic. He had some good matches in WCW granted not, five stars but i mean definitely four stars i loved british bulldog matches i don't know why and i thought if they ever put a belt on him a heavyweight title it's not one of those you go oh really like you kind of scrunch up your nose go oh okay you're going with that you know that's to me a guy that is on my route rushmore because of how established he was okay so you're going bulldog over owen yes okay okay i don't see anything wrong with that at all um, Owen, I always, and again, no offense to any Owen fans or anything like that. Cause I loved Owen, but I always viewed Owen as a mid card. IC title type of guy. Okay. And then the last on my list is Roddy Piper. Yeah. That was going to be my number three. And again, one of those names, and we've talked about Piper extensively on the show about he would go out of his way to make sure that every person in line to meet him that paid money he would make sure they had an experience. Yes. Whether it be through a conversation, a picture, a moment, something, everybody walked away with something from Roddy Piper. Yep. And he made sure that you did. He went out of his way. Great person, 
I've always said it. Him and KO, two of the nicest people you could ever meet at an autograph signing. And so Piper is definitely on my list. I'm going to say number four for me is going to be Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Okay. Yeah, that's that, that's a great one. Yeah. Mr. Wonderful, the, just look at him <laughs> and tell me how he never won a heavyweight title. That It's beyond me. So for me, it's going to be Scott Hall. It's going to be Owen Hart. It's going to be Roddy Piper and Mr. Wonderful. All right. Uh, if I had a secondary mountain, like a little molehill, like as a one and one, one A and one B type of situation, uh, Barry Windham, Paul Orndorff, that's a great call because whether he was a shit heel or a baby face, he played both roles great. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He was like Randy or uh, Randy Orton back in the eighties. Yep. Like he could play both sides so well, not in terms of like ability in the ring, because Randy Orton is just incredible. He's amazing. But in terms of being able to play both sides perfectly, that was definitely Mr. Wonderful. Yeah. Also on the molehill would be Owen Hart. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I like it. I like it. And Mr. Perfect would definitely be on the list. Correct. If you didn't count the AWA title. I am counting the AWA because it was an established organization. Okay. Or alliance. Okay. I get it. And are we sure Barry Windham was never heavyweight champion? No, because, he, well, he was supposed to go after the belt, but didn't Luger win that in the cage or something? So, yes, Luger did beat Windham in that match. Wait a second. So they were running with those two heavyweight titles. Correct. That's why I didn't pick Rick Rude. Barry, yeah, Barry won the big gold. Okay, never mind. Barry can't be on that. Yeah, and that's why I didn't pick Rick Rude, because Rick Rude had held that title at one point. So otherwise, Rick Rude would be on my list as one of the best ever to not yeah. win a title, but he won that belt. That's right, because what they did is they had the big gold, and then they also had the heavyweight title that Vader and Ron Simmons and um, Ric Flair and Sting were all going after, while Barry was just kind of carrying around this other big gold belt. And Rick Rude held that at one point, too. So yeah, you'd have to check your history, but I don't know if Barry Windham counts on your list, dude. Okay, I have to scratch him off my molehill. <laughs> Poor molehill. I know, I know. Okay, so Barry Windham's off my molehill. <laughs> okay, that was a great question, Justin. Thank you for sending that in. And again, listeners, every other week, we want a Scott Hall question. He is going to live forever. So can I ask a question? Would Sammy Zayn? Well, he's not done. Okay, let's say he never wins a title. Would Sammy Zayn be on that list? Hmm. Ask me when his career's over. Okay, got it. I, it's it's too hard to say right now. Okay. Right? Because he was just coming up through NXT in 2014. Right? So, uh, that's only eight years. That's that's not a long time to be able to, to put him on a Mount Rushmore when you've got all those other names that are competing with him. He's definitely up there, don't get me wrong. But let's let's let his career finish out before we start talking Mount Rushmore. Okay, got it. Justin, great question, man. That was a lot of fun. You and Rink Skirts, man. You guys are bringing it this week. Totally. So far, so good. I know. Great job this week, guys. Scott, last question of the week comes from the great, the wonderful, the man himself, the one that started off our listener segment, Josh Thompson. He said, hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that bi-weekly question. This week, boys, I got a money question for you guys. I don't have any money. WrestleCon's taking all my money. <laughs> Between toy shows and WrestleCon, WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah, I'm done till next WrestleMania when it's in Los Angeles. Right. 
The good news, you have $200 to spend on wrestling figures from Ringside Collectibles. The bad news, for the next three to six months, you won't have any money for wrestling figures because of need, expenses, and other stuff you guys have to take care of. (laughs) Gas, yes. What wrestling figures or accessories are you getting from RSC that you feel could hold you down for three to six months? Anything that's on RSC's site right now is up for grabs pre-order or already available and for this we'll assume you are ordering when rsc is having their over hundred dollar shipping is free deal p.s seriously jeff you have no loose aew figures i know you have a phobia of opening up mint on card figures but it really wouldn't kill you to crack open a couple of them bad boys yeah it would kill me (laughs) simple question yes because knowing jeff's luck he would open up a figure and then like the next week, there would be a signing announced for that person. And then he'd have to go replace it. Exactly. So yeah, I have no loose AEW figures. I have a bunch of them. I've got series one, series two of Unrivaled. And then I actually have some unmatched ones sitting to my left right now. That's actually stacked. Hold on. I'm going to do this live on the air. Okay. So I've got three AEW unmatched that are buried underneath three goon figures. <laughs> Three, two honky tonk man superstar figures, dude. Two more goons, and you've got a team. <laughs> well, I've got a, I've got a front five. I got the starting five. Well, there's no guy dressed as a goalie, so come on. Who else do I have? Okay, so I've got two Josh Allen figures sitting on top of the honky tonk man figures, and then a Dominic Mysterio sitting on top of the Josh Allen figures. <laughs> it's a beautiful mess. Boxes everywhere. Dude, seriously, seriously. It's like a homeless camp, but built out of wrestling figures. <laughs> Scott, we got $200. We're going on to RSC and we are purchasing. Well, I guess I've got to cancel, since I'm being given $200, I guess I have to cancel my pre-orders for the Ultimate Edition Hogan and Mr. T. Ah, yes. And then swing that over to RSC, because those are definitely coming home with me. Okay, so how much are those? I I want to say 30 38? Okay, I haven't checked them out on RSC. I don't know the prices over there. So I guess call it 80, like 40 bucks a pop. Okay. So I'm already down to 120 bucks. I'm going to get the uh Naito Super 7. Oh, okay. Nice. Which I believe is like 60. Yes. So that's taking up half and I will get the Brody AEW figure. Oh, okay. So are you going to do Brody and negative one? I would do the Brody and negative one, two pack. And I believe that is, isn't that 59? Uh, It's around there, I think. There goes all my money. 49, 49. Well, I can't do much with 10 bucks. No, you can't. Unless they have like a loose figure or a damaged package, something or other. So there it is. That's, that's what I'm buying. All right. All right. So, uh, sorry, JT, I'm not going any play sets on this one man just don't have the room for it so i would go with the again hulk hogan and mr t ultimate editions those are a must okay so you're 80 bucks in got 120 left i would do the Britt baker blood and guts match figure oh that one's good yeah okay how much was that i think that's 47 is it 47 or 40 40 call 40 i don't know okay what am i up to now how much was the t and hogan so you're up to you got 80 left i've got 80 left um, let me see. I would probably, oh, the negative one in Brody. Yes, absolutely. I get that. Okay. So call it 60. So you're down to 20 bucks. 20 bucks. Yeah. 
So you're looking at like a damaged package figure or something. Yeah, probably an elite that I would be wanting or something like that. Maybe the boss man, just get the regular boss man. Or you could make JT happy and buy a damaged package AEW figure and open it. I don't know. <laughs> you wouldn't even open a damaged package? No, that... You're damaged. Dude, why do you think I still have three goons boxed up? Because I can't open the damn thing. Because <laughs> you're looking for two more. <laughs> I was starting five, dude. <laughs> A starting five of the goon. <laughs> Dude, I've got Wild Bill Irwin fever going on over here. I guess you do. You're just waiting for that Scott Hogg Irwin. Oh, dude, if he was at WrestleCon, I'd get all three of these signed. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> JT, thank you. That was actually a lot of fun, man. Thank you. I love spending imaginary money and getting imaginary figures. That's my favorite. JT, Nate, and uh, Justin, great job this week on the questions. Yeah, you guys brought it. Thank you. You guys made the listener question a lot listener segment a lot of fun this week so but that does round out the show we want everybody to check out wrestlingtoytracker.com over there you can check out the card and loose prices of lgn's gloobs hasbro's just toys bendums retros and defining moments so if you're in the hunt for any of those figures head on over to wrestlingtoytracker.com i'm gonna go over our podcasting buddies of course we're gonna start out with breaker and bane every week on the power hour they're talking wrestling talk they're talking movie talk they're talking everything under the sun over at breaker and bane's power hour also check out breakers two side projects of you know it's fake right and the tb toycast where they talked about the galoobs this past week excellent great choice you can find those over on iTunes as well as Doing the Favor. Actually, you can find their show on DoingTheFavor.com. Over there, they do watch-alongs. They'll talk some figures. They'll talk. Barry's just spouts knowledge. Just so much knowledge about wrestling. He is literally a fountain of knowledge. A fountain. Like, I am a fountain of knowledge regarding 93 wrestling right now. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> but... Check them out over at doingthefavor.com where they also have the SKUs and UPCs that link up to BrickSeek and PopFinder. Again, doingthefavor.com. Steve is probably going to be so sick of me after WrestleMania. And then the funny thing is, is the week after WrestleMania, I have to fly to Chicago for work. So I'm going to try to meet up with Steve there. So he's going to be sick of me after the beginning of April. He's going to be like, I can't take no more of you. Dude, try living with him for 18 years. That wasn't that bad. So I wiped my ass on your pillow one time and I was just difficult to live with? That's how I got pink eye. That explains it. Oh. My bad. <laughs> I'm just finding out about this now. I wasn't... Uh, I didn't expect that to happen. <laughs> you think I played Silent Scope or something? <laughs> god damn you anyways check out the positively pro wrestling podcast where steve and eric have a fun retro show i mentioned last week that they did wrestlemania 11 look wrestlemania 11 wasn't the best wrestlemania but that show was a lot of fun they actually made it somewhat enjoyable (laughs) and you know what that's actually a talent when you can take a show that was not good and spin it so that your listeners get enjoyment out of it that is talent that is skill it's still the worst wrestlemania of all time And you can't teach that. No, you can't. But check them out. Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. As well as the Chick Foley Show this past week. They talked about Razor Ramon and WrestleMania Night 1 and WrestleMania Night 2. So go over there. Listen to Seth, Marco, and Sheena and Jordan 
over there at the Chick-fil-A show. Going to be interesting to see if they go with the two-night format next year, dude. I don't know that it's selling super great this year. Well, okay, real quick, the tickets for night one just flew because a lot of people want to go to the Saturday show and then leave on Sunday, right? Well, basically, they crapped on the night one card because everybody bought their tickets without knowing what the matches are, obviously. And so to sell night two, they just stacked night two. So it's like, okay, possibly Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins is going to happen. Ed, at the time, they had Edge and AJ Styles that night. They just switched that to night one. Um, what other matches were night two? Uh, Brock and Roman, obviously. I think I talked about that. Um, but they basically crapped on night one. And we're getting Rick Boogs and Shinsuke against... <laughs> Goddamn Uso. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you well, kidding? you get to see the Usos. That's never a bad thing. And then what else? Drew McIntyre. Who's Drew McIntyre facing? Happy Corbin. God damn it. But dude, come on. You're going to sit through all of that because you have a nice dessert waiting for you at the end of the night. KO and Austin doing the thing. Oh, I thought you were talking about my Motley Crue uh, hotel room thing going on. No. Oh. No. <laughs> we are killing two members of Hanoi Rocks. No, I'm not talking about that. Oh my god, again. I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought I thought the whole too soon thing had passed. It's been like an hour. <laughs> well done. Anyways, I, I'm getting happy Corbin and Drew Oh, god damn it, dude. If I look, I we're such huge KO fans. If I had to sit through all of that, which it's not gonna be that bad, you're still I think both women's title matches are happening on Saturday too. Which is strange. And it's true. We are getting that. But you don't think I wanted to see Cody night one? I I don't know. Dude, there's something about that return that's just going to feel special. You mean where they either start chanting AE-dub or they start singing Judas? (laughs) Well, I haven't sang Judas at a show yet, so why not start at WrestleMania? Actually, I was telling Eddie Martin that last night. I was watching Dynamite last night. And they still do the sing-along with Judas, even though Jericho's like a shit heel and they're supposed to be booing him. They still do the sing-along, of course, because of course they do. WWE was smart enough to change Nakamura's music when he became a heel. AEW hasn't done that with Jericho yet. And I'm wondering at what point they pull the plug. And of course, they're making a big deal out of it. Like, he's allowing the fans to sing along. And it's great for Jericho because people are going to want to go to his show so they can sing along to that. But how funny would it be if the crowd starts singing that at WrestleMania? Oh, dude, that'd be hilarious, dude. (laughs) Eddie Martin might be trying that at WrestleMania next weekend. That's hilarious. We'll see what happens. He's going to both nights? He is, yeah. Got it, got it. Yeah, so he's going to try to get a Judas song going. (laughs) (laughs) Which I think is hilarious, especially if it happens during Cody's return. Oh, that is hilarious. But anyways, check out the Chick Foley show uh, where they went over night one and night two and had a nice tribute to Scott Hall as well. You heard Justin earlier regarding Wrestling Cheers. You can listen to that on iTunes at Wrestling Cheers. Listen to RJ over at Ringside Rant. Also, I'm going to be meeting up with Rucker over at WrestleMania, and I look forward to meeting up with him. But in the meantime, you can check out his show, Boot to the Face. Tim is pulling up a chair with the Fig Life community. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yes, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. This past week's show was Greatest Moment in Wrestling. Adam, Eddie, and myself discuss what we believe to be the greatest moment in wrestling. See if you agree. See if you disagree. 
Check it out anywhere you grab your podcasts at. You'll find Drunk Wrestling History, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Oh, dude, that's the easiest show. Dude, that show should be done in two minutes. Uh, It was one of our shorter format shows, which used to be called 205 Jive and is now called Drink Up. Okay. Because, you know, NXT does the whole level up thing. You guys should call it Shots or something regarding Shots because it's a shorter glass. Hmm. All right. Anyways. No, that's the easiest thing, dude. The Shockmaster is the greatest moment in wrestling history. I don't know why that even had to be a show. I don't want to spoil anything. (laughs) <laughs> but Shockmaster and Sid wearing flip-flops on the beach next to Vader waiting for a boat to explode <laughs> might also be on that list. So tune in, find out. All right. So check out Drunk Wrestling History every Friday. Also check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling in every single day. Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. And check him out on Facebook, Ryan Buds, where you can follow along to see where he is doing trivia at in Tennessee. So check it out. Trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yep, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. Check out his website, Doyle Draws. That's D-O-Y-L-E Draws.com. Check out his custom Hasbros. Check out his artwork. Get in touch with the man himself. Commission some artwork. You will not be disappointed. Again, Doyle Draws. Dot com for the great Jason Wolf and Jeff. That rounds out roll call. You will never be disappointed with Jason Wolf stuff. Ever. Mark. Scott. Thank you. Oh, by the way, what did you think of Dynamite? Oh, I thought it was great. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, AEW puts on some good stuff, dude. Yeah, no, they really do. It's interesting. It's fresh. It's different. You know, it's it's a breath of fresh air, if you will. It's entertaining. I really enjoyed the show. I did. Good, good. So, Scott, for episode 223, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 223, hashtag fig life. No, not 223, 323. Oh, whoops. Oh, God damn it, you're right. (laughs) I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 323. Two, God damn it, three, two, three. Seven. <laughs> three, sir. <laughs> I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 323, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. God damn it, it took me forever to get through that. <laughs>